Hey everybody, Colby here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome back, everyone, to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. Happy late Thanksgiving. Happy Cyber Monday or Tuesday. Uh, happy Black Friday. Happy Christmas. My name is Aaron, and you can find Just me on Twitter at Aaron everything. P. Friedman. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> happy Festivus. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year at this point. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Exodus Souls, and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Is spelled with both words directly after each other. Happy Thanksgiving 2019 at this point. Pretty much. What's up, y'all? My name's Tired. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Happy uh, Chris Mahana Kwanzaa season to all. Merry day to you all. It's Maverick. You can find me on social media at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. How y'all doing? Aaron, welcome back. Thank you. I'm feeling better. I missed y'all last week. Yeah. And we barely mentioned we, you. We, for, we forgot to <laughs> yeah, mention I know. That you I listened. <laughs> and didn't Got realize you. it until the very end. Oops. Whoops. I'm still I'm recovering. Better. Had a lot of food on Thursday. Yeah. I had to work. Did you, Y'all were off, weren't you? Oh, yeah, because both of you are working at schools and then Aaron... Still in college. Yeah. I've been no days off. Bit. I played in two turkey balls. Wow. Wow. Did you win? Uh, the first one was two games. Lost the first one, tied the second one, but I caught three touchdowns in the first game. The second one we lost, but I was covering a high school tight end. So and I only gave up one touchdown to him, so not bad overall. And I had a flag, and it was a big hit. <laughs> you laying down the thunder on somebody, bro? I could throw that thing like 40 yards. <laughs> it flies. Over them, their mountains. Over them, their mountains. Uncle Rico out here. I could throw it further than Nathan Elliott could throw a football. Ouch. Oh, gosh. That is not a very impressive feat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we just jump into it? Let's just we do got it, a lot bro. to talk about this week. We got there is a lot to talk about this week. Lots uh, of news. Before, before we we jump all the way in, this is probably going to be a longer episode because there's not much in the way of like pop culture stuff to talk about. So we're just going to fold everything into this episode and just give you give you a lot to listen to. Taking so. it back to when we gave you like two hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> also, I apologize to everyone, specifically Garrett and David, if you hear crumbling noises in the background. I'm hungry, so I'm eating goldfish right now. At least you're warning us. All right. So, UNC football, we lost. Who cares? Um, so it was a moral victory. We, no, because we could. It's not a moral victory because we could have won. And that's the frustrating. That's why it was more frustrating to me because it was like we had the game right there. And it, it kind of encapsulates all of Fedora's tenure right there. You, you got to be quicker than that. 
Almost got it. Yeah, I, I have nothing much to say about the actual game itself. Although, I, I mean, Cade Fortin, I thought, looked like a huge step up. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, the, the stats weren't great, but it looked better. And he made some legit throws, too. Yeah, there were there were some throws that were legitimately tough throws that he couldn't quite make that I believe that with a little development, um, he'll be able to make in the future. Yeah, I was about to say, he'll get that development. Maybe. I think he will. But we're going to get oh, Kelly yeah. Bryant. It depends. <laughs> we get the white whale in. I mean, him in. I'm just happy it's a sweet release because football is over in terms of college, and no, it's just on to the next season. Not even going to worry mean, about it. I don't know about y'all, but I really have no real. I have no real interest in college football, like anymore after yesterday. Now that UNC's train wreck is done, I I'm not really gonna. I don't think I'm gonna watch the f- college football playoffs. I mean, we all know who's going to win that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I I get where you're coming from because this is probably the least I've cared about college football in a very long time. So, I don't know where that's just Carolina sucking or or what, but I just wasn't I don't, feeling I don't know. I cared about it last year, and we sucked slightly less last year, which is surprising. I don't know. I would argue that our team this year was better than last year. It was. They were. It, we weren't injured this year, but you got to think. I mean, I mean, your record is your record, and technically, by that standpoint, we were we were worse. That's true, but we also missed the game that, in theory, we could have won against UCF. <laughs> what theory? Tell me more about this theory that we could have won. <laughs> Our probability of losing is less than one. You, my Wi-Fi glitch. So I don't know why you're just why you're smiling at me. I said our probability of losing was less than one. Hey, you, either you win or you lose. That's fifty-fifty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> LSU and M proved that last night. Oh my goodness! Did y'all watch that game? Do y'all just want to go ahead and talk about? Or yeah. y'all, y'all want to talk about the fight or just go ahead and move in? And- Let's save I don't, the fight. I don't, I don't, save you mean the what fight? fight? What fight? There was no fight. It was a celebration. Celebration. Only celebrations. <laughs> Happy faces all around. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that anyway, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But Ohio State's going to make the playoff, aren't they? Probably. I think that it depends on who, if they're five or six this week with Oklahoma, because that'll tell you who's in the driver's seat out of the two of them. Because... Whichever one is number five out of the two of them is going to control their own destiny, and unless Georgia beats Bama, is going to be the fourth team in the playoff. Because I don't see either jumping the other when they're playing Northwestern and Texas. But Texas is back. Okay, fair. (laughs) I think that if Ohio State makes the playoff, no matter who they play out of the top three teams, they're going to get demolished. I haven't watched enough Ohio State to tell you whether that's an accurate statement or not. Their defense is not good without Nick Bosa. Hmm. Their offense is good, but their defense is not. Hey, Pitt can make a run for the playoff if they win. 
Yeah, seven and five, right? <laughs> you never know what can happen any given Saturday. Any given five Saturday. Five out of the seven coastal teams finished seven and five. Isn't that frustrating? Like, the, uh, the, like Miami was trash this year. Florida State was trash this year. Florida State like, was so bad. Like, the, the ACC was kind of up for grabs this year. At least the Coastal might have been worse than Carolina. <laughs> they were. They didn't win an ACC game. We did. Uh, we beat the Coastal champs. Thank you. Yeah. My cousin so thinks we, we, and we I weren't the worst that, team in the ACC. My cousin thinks, and I agree that if you lose to Carolina, you should be declared ineligible for postseason play. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. So, Pitt, I'm sorry, but you're not in the ACC championship anymore. <laughs> well, no, they are. They're just automatically disqualified from any bowl game. True. And if they win the ACC championship, they actually give it to us. <laughs> and it looks like UCF was one quality win away from, or quality loss from Carolina from being the top six team, so... Yeah, exactly. Could have gotten that power five win to push them over the edge. Did you see that man's knee? Oh, uh, Mackenzie Milton. I did not on purpose. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It's it, it was bad. Like I've seen breaks from from like the leg, like the lower leg down, like to the ankle. But this was like his whole knee was facing the wrong direction. Yeah, it's that's sad because I'm not sure he did a lot for that offense. Oh, 100%. So I'm not sure what else they have behind him, to be honest with you. I mean, they still blew um, USF out even after he went out the game, but still. I don't know. It goes back to what what is it going to take for a team like UCF to make the playoff? That's what I'm looking at right now on the 538 thingy. Oh, are you messing with the sliders? Yeah. So it looks like the most likely situation that I can get is if Clemson and Alabama both win and Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Washington all lose, then UCF has the most likely odds out of the remaining teams to make the playoff with a 39% chance. Then Texas with 28 and UGA with 26. Texas isn't getting game with three losses. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I don't think they're getting Would you take a two-loss Georgia over an undefeated UCF? Because in that theory, then you would have four undefeated teams in the playoff. I wouldn't on principle, um, but I, in saying that, I realize that this UCF team is not nearly as good as they were last year, undefeated, even though they both went undefeated, this UCF team is not as good as they were, so they'd probably get killed by whoever they play, but it would be a fun killing. You're right. And then in that situation, which... I don't think that Ohio State and Oklahoma are both going to lose. But if, say, they do, if Washington wins instead of loses, then Georgia has the best odds, then UCF, then Texas, then Washington. 
So y'all think Notre Dame is a lock? Yes, Notre Dame has to make it. They're undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama and Clemson are locks if they win. I think, I think, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think Alabama's a lock even if they lose in the the SEC championship. How they lose. If they get demolished, they haven't got demolished in a very long time. Fair. I think they're going to win, but I think that if they get demolished, then I could see them getting left out. God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So, does Georgia have a chance? At making the playoff or at beating Bama? At beating Bama. I don't know. It seems to be a hard thing nowadays. I mean, hey, Tua, uh, Tua as is you just, just so said, it's good. 50-50, win or lose. So. 50-50. Uh, I don't think Pitt has nearly enough to put up a fight against Clemson. No, Pitt lost to us. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Although, um, was it Pitt that beat Clemson last season or two seasons ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. So they can do it. And if my memory serves me correctly, it was when Clemson was number two in the country. Uh, Northwestern Ohio State. Again, I haven't watched any Northwestern football this year. I've not watched watched a second. I've not watched a second of Northwestern, but I'd be shocked if Ohio State loses that game. Who have they beat? That's impressive. Ohio State or Northwestern? Northwestern. They beat Iowa and Wisconsin and Michigan State. But lost to the powerhouse that is Duke University. So. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the, the favorite's going to win all of these games, um, with the exception maybe being Oklahoma, Texas, just because rivalry game, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think that's going to be a really fun game. But anything else in college football? I don't know. I hate to be a sour sport, but I just over it. Yeah. It's over for me. It's canceled. It is basketball season, but we have to talk about a coach getting fired. Wait, what? A coach got fired? A coach got fired. I didn't know it was possible until this very moment, but it happened. Alas. It's a thing, and we are going to talk about it. So, this Herbert. segment, Herbert, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners have never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download of the free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. My recommendation for this week is The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. And you can check out that or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. So, we are free. The bad man is gone. Except for financially. (laughs) Except for financially. For the next four Uh, years. Carolina is a free elf. 
<laughs> Bubba Cunningham gave UNC a sock. <laughs> <laughs> but officially, it was announced this morning that one Herbert Lawrence Spadora has been relieved of his duties as head football coach of Carolina football. And I think it's funny that they said that he will not be retained as head coach. As yeah. if he was, was he like, already on contract? Yeah, he's, yeah he has three years left on his contract. Yeah, he's got a, it's a nice way of saying fired. Twelve. Well, he's got a $12 million buyout. How are you going to say not retained? It's not like his contract was expired and it was a mutual thing. Yeah. We were saying, here's $12 million. Don't coach here anymore. Leave. I didn't think it was actually going to happen. We We spent this entire, like, last four months speaking this up, saying that, it was time for him to go. Did we think it was time for him to get fired? And it goes happen. It's like when Pete Davidson was with Ariana Grande. And when everybody's <laughs> like, oh, they're not going to last. They're just going to last a couple months. And they're going to break up. And then when they actually break up, everybody freaks out. It's like, wait, it happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in all seriousness, no. Coach Pedora has done a lot for this program. When he came in 2011, he took a program that was – Heavily clouded by all the NCAA scandals. Um, there's been a lot of highs and lows in the past seven years. Um, but, I mean, two coastal championships, an ACC championship game. Uh, he provided one of the greatest statistical seasons in Carolina football history in 2015, going 11-1 and in the regular season. Um, and got us out of the hole with the NCAA stuff and did it with a lot of character. And just in the last few years, things just started going downhill and, you know, resentment started to grow among the fan bases. And now it just seems like a change needed to be made. So I just hate that it ended this way because for what he has done, it somewhat deserved a little bit better. I thought of a leave, but sometimes it's, it's, it's not going to be just a, a, off riding off into the sunset kind of situation really since november 2016 i was gonna say we went into duke ranked number 15 with a record of seven and two and since then fedora has gone six and 21 as coach of carolina i think that speaks for itself that's not good enough Yeah. yeah What do we look like, Kansas? <laughs> That's his future home. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is exactly what we look like. So. I don't know. I was saying this earlier. I mean, it had to be more than just fan resentment. There were a lot of things that went into the firing that I feel like not everyone's acknowledging. There had to be something with the boosters that they had to be just fed up with them as well. I was, they, they must have not been opening up their wallets at all. At that point, like and there was, a, go go ahead. I was going to say, and uh, we were discussing this earlier, like how um, they mentioned how it was going to come out of athletic department funding to cover his contract, like three million dollars over the next four years, and that's all but saying that it's the Ram Club basically funding his contract. So basically, I bet the boosters like we scrapped up twelve million dollars. Just let, let's let's change. Just fix it, please. <laughs> So, a change needed to be made, 
and well, now we're going to get that change one way or another. Did any of y'all – I mean, I don't know if any of y'all felt the same way. I thought he had at least one more year left. I thought he was going to be here next season. As much as everyone wanted him to go, I was like, okay, I still think he's going to get the one year, and if he doesn't get us if, – if he still doesn't perform, then it's over. I don't know. As the year went on, I thought it was more and more likely that he was gone after this year. I thought that we should fire him. I thought we should have fired him after 2016, but I didn't think that we had the cojones to fire him after this season. Well, he's gone, and we need a new coach. We do. Also, we didn't mention how – it kind of went under the radar how both offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator were also fired. So John Papuchas and Chris Kapilovich was also fired. All so those kind syllables of, got so, fired. So they kind of cleaned house <laughs> on this one too. Thanks, David. No, um, I, I heard you. No worries. <laughs> so let's let's go down the line and say who who y'all want to. To replace Larry at the helm. Whoever, who, let the spirit move you, whoever wants to go first. I mean, I, I think there, there are a couple good ones, but we can all give like a couple, I think. Lane Kiffin. I, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> bring Lane Kiffin. Bring me, bring me Lane Kiffin. <laughs> it. Hey, if we lose, it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, one of the big names going around and be somewhat of a homecoming is Seth Luttrell, currently head coach at uh, North Texas, um, was our offensive coordinator in the 2015 season, basically one of the masterminds behind the offensive powerhouse that we were all that season. Um, I think another coach where it's somewhat of a homecoming, he's go- returning back um, – to the ACC, you know, he's a younger coach and so also could be a little bit of fun. He seems like he has a really great personality. Um, the other one I kind of like is Scott Satterfield of Appalachian State. Bring uh, him here. Because <laughs> he was my, my biggest focus. Answer. Yeah, my biggest focus that I, I, I hope they focus on is in-state recruiting because I think that has been one of the core issues of the last few years. And that sort of makes a domino effect, is that we're overlooking in-state talent that are going to state, ECU, and all these other teams in North Carolina, and then they're outplaying us when we play them, when I think we should be the number one team in the state, hands down. And so someone like Satterfield, who's at Appalachian State, who's also luring away those kind of recruits, has already proven himself in North Carolina, being a North Carolina native. Um, and he only has a contract, I think, that's going up in 2020. So, and he's like making five to six hundred k a year. I think if we could throw a bone at him, we could potentially lure him away. And you can't le- lose the App State if you take their coach. <laughs> so I like Scott Satterfield. I think it would be a, a good move to bring him on. I think Brent Venables is a pipe dream. Uh, I also think Ryan, Ryan Day is a pipe dream. Ryan Day yeah. is definitely a pipe dream because he's the heir apparent to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'll take him. 
Yeah, no. If it worked, bring him on. Um, another name is uh, Mike Norville of Memphis. Uh, he's known for having one a very high power offense at Memphis. So bringing back their pro- their program. Um, definitely like him as well. Another younger coach because a lot of people are saying like we should probably go younger, finding something like cooler as well with something of a personality. Not that Larry didn't, um, but just Not something like a like a like a Dabo of sorts that you know that kind of like has his own personality. Just not that personality. Yes. <laughs> um, I like Cliff Kingsbury as uh, offensive coordinator. Potentially. Yeah, get a little uh, more air raid. Just throw the ball all over the field. <laughs> I have four words for who I want in charge of the Tar Heels next season. And those four words are bring back the Mac. No. I mean, that's, there's already been reports. I'm, I don't know the credibility to him that Mac Brown is indeed interested in returning to North Carolina. He was just enshrined last year into the College Football Hall of Fame and sort of recognized with his tenure of North Carolina in that induction. Um, second all-time in wins at Carolina. Definitely, I think, someone the boosters are, would heavily push to return. He is 67 years old and retired four years ago. Um, but I, I still think he's someone we can get by him because he has national prowess, winning the 2005 national championship with Texas. Um, I mean, he definitely has that star power that a head coach um, can bring in terms of recruiting battles. Um, but, but you already said it. Yeah, he's bring, 67 and retired four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, if Bill Snyder's still coaching, we could, we could still get a 60-year-old. Well, he's royalty in Manhattan, Kansas, so that's different. Like, I mean, um, like they literally I, built him a castle on campus. Like, I mean, I think if you talk to a lot of people like who were big Carolina fans in the nineties, you would, they would a lot of them would say that Mac Brown was royalty before he left for Texas. Yeah, but those people aren't playing football for Carolina. But they're funding the football program. Yeah, and they're gonna. I don't. I don't know why an eighteen-year-old kid would say, "Hey, look." Matt Brown from ESPN is going is coming to Carolina. That's the guy I want to play for. Uh-huh. That old guy that rambles on ESPN, that's who I want. <laughs> like to, I feel like to them, Mac Brown is Lou Holtz. It's like Herm Edwards being hired by Arizona State. Which I can't believe that they have a winning record. That is really one of the upsets of this football. Season. Well, no, and one thing people were mentioning too is basically making it more of a contingency hire as well, where you hire Mac and he hire his offensive coordinator, one of his coordinators that he basically handpicks to take his helm after two or three seasons, and basically gives the keys just as a, more of a transition sort of stage for Mac, and then bringing up the coordinator, making it an internal hire and then basically keeping it within the program. And I think I just think that's the personal thing that we cannot do at this point. Not only have we already cleared house, but I think we have to at least go outside of the program for this head coaching hire because to bring anyone up from within almost muddies the situation even more because in that regard, just go ahead and keep Larry because it was this program that caused all these problems to get these coaches gone. Yeah. I Like – it was UNC Humor on Twitter that said, 
if y'all don't think uh, Mac is coach with Kingsbury offense coordinator Chizik at defense coordinator wouldn't be fast, fantastic. I don't know what to tell you. And what I would tell him is that I don't want a stopgap at head coach. I want someone who's going to be there for years and years and years because he ended that tweet saying it would be just like a two or three year team, a two or three year thing. Like even the best recruits can't leave college after two years. So you basically tell them, Hey, come play for me for two years. And after that, I don't know. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that sentiment. 100%. So uh, that's I, I really don't think it's a good move. And who says that Gene Chizik wants to coach again? Yeah, no, well, I, I agree I with was that. Say like, that. I, I don't, I don't think he coming is coming back. back. I could see him coming back because the reason why he left in the first place was because he wanted to spend time with his family and see his kids play high school football, and his son just played his last high school football game like two weeks ago. Sure. I don't know if it's his youngest Maybe son. Back. I mean, I'd welcome him back with open arms because I, I, he did a fantastic job with us as D.C. Um, I personally like Deke Adams. So maybe get the DC role. He's the secondary's coach. It's Jordan Adams' dad. If y'all remember the wide receiver that went to MLB instead of us, yeah, yes. Well, so he, uh, Chizik's son is his youngest child, so he's going to be an empty nester in the fall. Sorry for interrupting. No. I think uh, Mel Tucker is another name I've seen thrown around. He's a DC for Georgia. Yeah, I mean he's played. He's also been coached to like been in Alabama in an assistant role. He's had a lot of NFL jobs. The big question where people have been asking for him for years is he has not had a coaching role or a head coaching role in college level. And so, what kind of transition would there be in that regard? Yeah. So. That's where I'm standing. Um, yeah, anything else as far as, like, head coach speculation? Nick Saban. <laughs> okay, so we have um, next. What's Larry's next move? Because I still think he can be a solid offensive coordinator. I think he'll go to an OC role. Um so what most people speculate that he that Les might actually take him on at Kansas as OC. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Because aren't they like best friends or something like that? They're pretty good friends. And at this role, he do, he can basically go wherever he wants because with this buyout, it's just supplementing his income, so he doesn't have to worry essentially about a paycheck. Just going somewhere where he can basically reload and then yeah. get another coaching job. Build a resume. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't wish him any ill will. I think I hope he succeeds wherever he coaches. You know, I think some some people in this fan base have a lot of resentment towards him. But I, as he did a lot for the program, like Maverick said, he did a lot for the program. I hope he ends up coaching somewhere, like gets like another said, head coaching job. And not everything has been his fault. But we we've, we've said this time and time again. At some point, it, the the blame and the consequences had to fall at the highest point. And so yeah. it was time it's to make a change. It's not his fault that we literally could not play another quarterback other than Nathan Elliott. <laughs> so, and we haven't even talked about that. I mean, surely there's going to be transfer considerations, I think, for both Nathan Elliott and Chaz Surratt because based on the play of Jace Ruger and Cade Fortin. 
Not to mention with the Kelly Bryant situation, because they have no spot essentially if everything plays out for Cade and Jace. And Kelly Bryant. And Kelly Bryant. So, I mean, do you think Nathan or has faith this point? I don't think. I already said this. I said this in an earlier podcast. I think that Chaz is gone. Like I said, I, don't, I just don't see a spot anymore. Yeah. Because you're a senior. You have one year left to play. You've had a starting role in some capacity, and now you're going to be a third or fourth string, basically. Somebody said that he looks like he's out of position. Like, he just, he shouldn't be a quarterback. Like, there's somewhere, somewhere else on the field he should be that's not under center. Like, if we, we can transition him into a right receiver, just have, like, a speedster. I just I have no idea. I staying there. I mean, it like worked with brother. Anthony. Yeah. And he would probably be one of our bigger receivers. So. <laughs> so. I don't know. I just think it's so ironic that Chaz decommitted from Duke and committed here because we told him that he could walk onto the basketball team and his brother would have a spot on our team. And his brother now goes to Wake, and he got cut from the basketball team or did not choose to try out. I don't know which, but he's not on the team. And now he is has no shot at having the quarterback job next year, hopefully. I think Kate's – yeah, I don't think he has a shot. Will we get Kelly? Because we're within a, what, a week now of his decision? It's going to be December 4th? No. Uh, he cut Miami, I think, right? Is that the one he cut? Yeah. I'm going to go with no. Anything else in this regard? Changes are coming, for better or for worse. And so. Uh, let's move on to NFL. The the Browns won on the road for the first time ever. Yes, we did. It was not for the first time ever, but yes, we did. We made the Bengals look silly. Uh, Nick Ch- did look very silly. <laughs> <laughs> and don't look now, but we are in position to make the playoffs now. We have to win four out of five, but it's doable. Denver and Houston are overrated. Carolina's tough, but they are very vulnerable right now. Tell me about it. Divine, divine tough. <laughs> and Cincy, again, is another easy win. As are the Ravens again. That was a, that was a funny little thing when the corner gave the, gave the ball to Hugh. That was amazing. <laughs> He was really a sleeper cell agent for us the whole time. <laughs> Best hire in Browns history. Yeah. Um, Panthers suck. I don't even want to talk about it. If we're being honest, I don't either. <laughs> on you want you don't you want you want to know what I want to say? Clean house. Keep Norv. Keep, well, I guess that doesn't mean clean house. Keep Norv. Fire everyone else. Time to rebuild. We're, our Don't. team is our team is too Wait, old. What if Carolina football hires Ron Rivera? 
I would actually jump off a cliff. What if if the I Panthers have to, hired Larry? If I have to hear missed opportunities one more time, I am going to hit myself in the face with a brick. I almost drove to Charlotte to throw his microphone into the ocean. Drive to Charlotte and then drive to Myrtle Beach to throw his microphone into the ocean. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, and before sucks. before anyone's being wasted. Yeah, our offense is playing too well to to be being held back by this defense, which is not the case. Like in other years, in other years, it's like, wow, our offense really needs lots of work, but our defense is keeping us in this. And now it's the complete opposite. And I liked the decision to go for two or not go for two to go for the for it on fourth and one at the goal line on our first drive. What I don't like is the fact that we ran two plays to the same play. The twice. Exact same we ran this same play twice in a row. And, and Greg ex- Van, Van wrote and missed the same block twice. Yep. Uh, it's just frustrating. I don't know. Don't clear house except for North. Don't promote him to head coach for the love of God. And I'm done talking about the Panthers. Anything else happened in the NFL? We don't play till tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. Titans play tomorrow. I can't think of anything else happening. Or I guess we we weren't uh we didn't get to talk about the um the greatest Monday night football game of all time. Yes. Between <laughs> yes. What could very well be the Super Bowl against the Chiefs and the Rams. I don't know if the Rams can beat the Saints. The Saints, yeah. I think it'll be Saints, uh, Saints Chiefs, but we'll see. No, because the Chiefs have a war against winning in the <laughs> winning the first round of the play or winning their first game in the playoffs. So yeah, go Titans! That was a fun game last year. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Saints Patriots, Saints Chargers. But yeah, fun game. And we didn't even go back to talk about Texas A and M. Um, what was it, in LSU? Oh, the TAMU uh, LSU game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all watch that? I, I saw like not. some of the last few plays, but I didn't get to see it all. I did not watch any of it, but I saw what happened. I started watching when, so I started watching with like a minute to go. And Texas A&M threw what looked like an interception, and I changed the channel. And then I saw on Twitter, like, someone shouted, oh, my God, Texas A&M, and I flipped it back, and it was a touchdown. So I wa- from then, I watched all seven overtimes. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun game. I feel so bad for both of those bands. Oh, my God, yeah. I the chops, imagine. the dead chops. <laughs> Oh my god! It's standing the entire time, like I'd be dead. I'd be dead on the ground. Um, but going back to the the Rams Chiefs game, people were talking about: Is this the future of the NFL? Do y'all think that's where we're headed? No defense, probably. Well, uh, I won't even say I will. I will say that there was some actually pretty good defense in that game. Just 
Yeah, the Rams' defense played amazing. They were the highest-scoring defense, even though they gave up 50 points. What do yeah, you think? I, I say this a lot, but nobody learns faster than an NFL defense. So I feel like next year there are going to be schemes upon schemes to stop these types of teams, if I want to get my Dr. Seuss on. Uh, <laughs> schemes to stop teams. To, to stop that to stop that kind of offense, including because the Carolina's offense is similar in that it involves just a lot of fast people being fast. So I, I imagine th- somebody will come up with something to start, stop it, and then it'll just be copycat, and it'll even itself out in a season or two. Yeah, I feel like these things kind of have a way of eating them, evening themselves out. Yeah, it's like the Wildcat 10 years ago. <laughs> that new innovative thing that worked all the time, and it was a, a defense killer. The Dolphins just lost somebody. In a major way. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else in the NFL? Christian McCaffrey's good at football. He is. I wish the rest of the team was. I will. I will. Cam Newton is good at football. I wish I could keep him forever in one of my fantasy leagues because I love having him on my team because it's a half PPR and he just catches so many passes. Even when he doesn't have a good running game, he scores like 15 points just from receiving. He's a safety blanket. Yeah. Uh, Duke lost. They got the belt. But they could still beat the Cavs. Oh, oh I thought we were talking. I thought we were talking about football. Still, I was like, wait oh. a second. We took a sharp yeah. turn. No, <laughs> I forgot. But yeah, Duke's in prime. Lose. They're in prime March form. Losing championship games and other games they don't, nor they shouldn't lose. I don't know. Gonzaga looked really good. <laughs> they didn't have their best but, player either, which is scary. But again. Beating Gonzaga, or not being able to beat Gonzaga in a championship game, can't relate. But the, the thing about about that game is that Gonzaga did the thing that Texas did to us, which is just drive past us the entire game and get straight to the rim, which is, which is very concerning. <sighs> but it's, yeah. it's good for everybody to finally know that Duke is... Just as mortal as any other team, they can also, lose. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the first time they've ever lost in Maui, right? Could be. I feel like it's not, but it, I don't know. I can't speak enough to it. And we already have dissension among the ranks because R.J. Barrett didn't let anybody shoot in the last two minutes. Bro, how do you not let Zion Williamson touch the ball in the last four minutes? That's kind of crazy to me. I would like to suggest that this year's Maui Invitational was illegitimate because Shamanad did not participate. Powerhouse Shaman. Hey, they beat Cal last year. They sure did. They beat UVA. <laughs> Back in the 80s. Yeah, true. They'll jump up and get somebody. And then we were celebrating Duke's loss and then forgot that we had to play our own game. Hey, now both teams were celebrating. 
Oh, yeah. That's what we never even talked about that. We need to backtrack. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's talk about it for, like, yeah. <laughs> so, if anyone did not see Fedora's interview yesterday, he was asked what he thought about the fight that happened at the end of the game, and he said, I didn't see any fight. There was no fight. It was just both teams celebrating. And then someone asked how he thinks the loss will affect his prospects of keeping a job at Carolina, and he said, we'll just have to wait and see. And then someone asked what his team was celebrating, and he said, my team wasn't celebrating, they were celebrating, but there was no fight. Uh, Do you think that he already knew that he was getting fired during that interview? I'm sure that they had to have talked about that before. Because he was talking like a man who either was having a job in the morning or was having $12 million in his pocket in the morning. He's talking reckless. <laughs> a man with literally nothing to lose. All sorts of reckless. Um, that man is no longer employed at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. <laughs> <laughs> So basketball? Yeah, sure. Kobe White's Yay. good. Kobe White. Yeah. Kobe Might White. be the best player on the team. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Considering who's on the team, yeah. That is, that is saying something. Not only is he the best player on the team, he's looking like a one and done right now. Yeah, he very is. well might be. But we played our kryptonite, which was the University of Texas. And we took an L. But we bounced back. <laughs> we did bounce back. But that game was a very frustrating. That was my first game I was able to watch this season that I wasn't working for. So it's um, your fault. It might be. Because, I mean, we started out with a 17-4 to lead. Um, all cylinders to start out with, everybody was hitting. And then just got absolutely trounced coming back. And then... Osakowski hit the three right at halftime because everybody knew that one was going in to take the lead at halftime, and then they just put their foot on the pedal in the second half. Um, once again, we are struggling with long, athletic bigs, and we just could not get anything inside. Not to mention, uh, apparently Texas has a aggressive defense. They They were playing very hard, but they were putting their arms in every single time with, that we drove. They and were slap boxing. Say what you want. They were slap boxing. And <laughs> other, other, like, refing tandem. Roger Ayers. So. He, does, he just doesn't like us. I, I am convinced that Roger Ayers just does not like Roy. <laughs> because, like, with other ref crews, like, I recognize that um, Teddy, Ted Valentine, is, like, actually a good ref. For the most part, and like the other refs whose name that names that we know, we know, like we get those games, we get them in those games because they are good at their jobs. I just don't think Roger Ayers likes us, but that's just me. Uh, we got almost no production from any of our senior leaders in the Texas game. Nope, Luke May. Good lord, I don't know what your Bad. boy was doing that game, man. I mean, it's been a little bit of a struggle. And like I said, 
lengthwise, he is still undersized, technically. I mean, in terms of weight, he's not. But being only 6'8", 6'7", going up against Jericho Sims and some of the bigs of Texas, he was just getting stifled a little bit. And not to mention, I mean, just, just everybody's shot's not falling at this point. Cam didn't do really much. Kenny could not find a rhythm offensively. And also, uh, Kerwin Roach just absolutely roasted us. Um, could suck the next game as, yeah, as it goes. Um, pulling it up right now, when they played Michigan State, he was because uh, he what scored 33 against us? Yep. He went 4 of 14 against Michigan State, naturally. Of course he did. So. You see that the most three-pointers that UCLA had hit before they played us was like nine. And I think they hit like 13 or 14. 10. 10? Oh, they only hit 10? I thought it was like 13 or 14. Yeah, they, they were 10 of 22. Oh, okay. We're le- less bad than I thought. <laughs> but uh, moving on to UCLA, uh, what a second-half adjustment. Wow, yeah. I mean, they look like a completely different team. I watched the whole I got to watch the whole game and it looked way like it just a completely different team. I think that was the game where they didn't come out of like the halftime locker room until like 2 minutes left. Um at halftime and once I saw that tweet, I was like, "Oh, so they're going to win." <laughs> yeah, Roy was peeling paint back there. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Some poor stadium worker was probably walking by, blushing at what he was hearing inside. Yeah. I mean, finally had some really good senior production. Cam Johnson started out the second half with 10 straight points, wasn't it? Uh, 10 straight carried over from the buzzer beater. Yeah, uh, to tie the game back up, and then we kept it really close. And then Nazir, uh, he killed a man on live television (laughs) on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, Just wasn't fair. And took the lead, and we didn't stop from there and ended up pulling out the game. What was it, 94-78? Yes. But like I said, the consistent one for both games, Kobe White just is playing out of his mind at the moment. He was like 6 for 7 of threes in the Texas game. He scored 33 points. It was the second highest point outing by a freshman in Carolina history other than Harrison Barnes' 40-point output. In the ACC tournament, his freshman year, um, I mean, I'm glad to see it. It's a welcome thing seeing Kobe playing the way he is. But you see, you can see the potential of this team. Like, what happens when Kobe doesn't have to play hero ball and he can just play his offense? Like, he can just play his game, and the other seniors are actually scoring. That's the team that I think Carolina actually is. Getting all like that contribution from the entire team. Like I said, uh, Texas, we always we have our one November loss to humble everybody to refocus everything. It, it was I think it's it was necessary just to keep everybody focused and everything. Um, yeah, I, I'm not panicking over a November loss. So especially against Texas, Texas just one of those teams that has our number. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I was nervous. I was really nervous because we had UCLA, and how we came out for UCLA was was no bueno. Now, also one of the probably will probably might turn into a marquee moment was the um, interaction Roy and Kobe had after he went for the tying three pointer, or it's a go ahead uh, in the Texas game where he airballed the three, but it I think it was 
I think it would have put us up one actually, and where yeah, it, it went out of yeah. bounds, and Roy kind of put his head up against his and sort of like calmed him down and everything. I thought that was a really cool moment. Yeah, like I think instead Kobe, of scolding him, he kind of just he did it in a very constructive way. Yeah, that photo is going to live on forever, especially if Kobe goes on to do great things like I think he will. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone was mad at Kobe for taking that shot. I feel like everyone was like, and there's the freshman coming out of him. <laughs> it wasn't there all year, it's, and it came out in that one moment. It just happened to be the moment where it couldn't come out. Um, but hey, got Michigan coming up this week, who trounced Villanova earlier in the year. I so we have, I think our upcoming schedule is like Michigan, then UNCG, then UNCW, UNCW, and then um. Is it Kentucky first or Gonzaga first? Gonzaga first. So Gonzaga first, then Kentucky, then Davidson. And dear God. <laughs> so I would love to beat at least two of those top. I would like to. I think we can pull out Michigan and pull out. Uh, um, Shoot. Kentucky. Kentucky. That Gonzaga game. <laughs> that I don't know about the Gonzaga game. <laughs> Especially if they have uh, Tilly back, I uh, yeah no. What's what's well, is it Rui? To what's the uh, what's the name of that? BPI. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask what the name of that Japanese player on Gonzaga was. Rui Hachimura. Hachimura. Kid's a killer. He's good. Yeah, he is. Um, Basketball Power Index has us as 76 percent favorites. Against Michigan? Gonzaga. Oh. We'll see. They also have us as favorites against Michigan. I I don't know about all that. (laughs) Yeah. If we go 2-1 against Michigan, Gonzaga, and Kentucky, then I'll be satisfied. Yeah, we we we're going to go into ACC play. I I mean, we all set this before the season start. We're going to go into ACC play with some losses. Yeah, yeah. but so is Duke. Ah. Um, because Annie asked us to mention it. Uh, women's basketball had a very nice showing in their in their um, early season tournament. Um, taking down some good teams, so congrats to the ladies. They came also up congrats. just. Sorry, I was just to say they came up just short against Kentucky in their last game, but they beat some really good teams on the way. They yeah. did. Also lost to was it Colorado that they. Yes. Um, but also a uh, big congrats to women's soccer once again making the final four, defeating UCLA once again. Um. I can confirm, Coach Dorrance does not like UCLA. Uh, he came to one of my sport management classes, and he was telling us about like how basically UCLA is one of the biggest recruiting rivals um, with North Carolina and how they've actually won a lot of the recruiting races that he's been in. And then when he trounces them in the uh, tournament, he's like, I have no remorse, essentially, for like any of them. That's funny. 
Aaron, you saw Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes, I did. I saw it like a week ago ish, and I, um, it was very not good. But I still think you liked it more than I did. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed the ending comparative to the rest of the film. The rest of the film was very boring. In my opinion. I, I know we disagree. I know we disagree. Uh, uh, I just, I don't, I don't get the, the choices of that ending. I really don't. I just, I was so bored the rest of the film. And even <laughs> if the ending fair. doesn't it make sense, it. it was still fun. <laughs> that ending, it, it, it does grab your attention. <laughs> I will give it that. Yeah. I mean, I just don't... It, it wasn't a Fantastic Beast movie. Like, it was nothing like the first film at all. Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not about the Beast. I don't no. know why they keep calling, it, calling these movies Fantastic Beasts. It's not about the Beast. It's not really about Newt Scamander anymore. Like, just make it its own franchise. Also, the whole Minerva McGonagall thing, by God. Also, what crimes does Grindelwald commit in this movie? Yeah. Like, what, are the, what are the crimes you're talking about? And who's that dude that he disguised, it, he disguised as at the beginning? Oh, gosh. And who's that lady in... Okay. The lady in the book. That's also confusing. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I said I would abandon Riverdale, and I didn't abandon Riverdale, so I'm going to say I'm abandoning this series, but I'm going to watch the next one when it comes out. Just because I want my questions answered. Yeah. I just want to know what Also, how does Dumbledore go from being a dapperly dressed young man to being a Grateful Dead hippie? I, the answer to that is tenure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tenure. But uh, Lion King had a trailer too. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Lion yes. King. Yeah. It looks like visually, it looks good. I am very excited for the voice work in this movie. Beyonce? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, what were y'all's initial reactions to it? I love it. I mean, could it be a cash grab? Probably. Oh, it's totally a cash grab. Cash grab. Because they can't change the story, so it's just re-imaged and re-voiced. Yeah, so, but I, I'm looking forward to, like, the new voice cast. Like, they got Donald Glover, they got John Oliver, they got, is it Seth Rogen? Is it Seth Rogen? Mm-hmm. As uh, Pumbaa. I mean, just an awesome voice cast um, that I'm looking forward to, like, the retelling of the story. I get to watch Mufasa get clapped in full 4K. <laughs> 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 no, when the, I saw the stampeding, I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Watch a tiny lion cub cry and see all the pixels of the water trickle down its fur. In 4K. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be lit. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I, I, At the very least, it should be fun, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what new they're going to bring to the table, but uh, maybe hopefully they bring some of the Broadway songs on the onto it. That would be fun. But uh, yeah, I've been critical of Disney in the past, but it should be a it should I'm be a good ride. It. Why not? We we have a lot coming out in the next year, movie wise. Disney itself has a lot coming out in the next year, movie yeah. wise. Let me see if I can find. All right. Uh, March 8th, Captain Marvel. March 29th, Dumbo. May 3rd, Avengers 4. May 24th, Aladdin. June 21st, Toy Story. July 5th, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. July 19th, Lion King. August 9th, Artemis Fowl. November 22nd. First, first pause. Why are they making an Artemis Fowl movie in 2019? I read the books, but I didn't think anyone still cared about that franchise. I never read the books. I, everyone that I knew, they were like, oh, yeah, I like Artemis Fowl, and then never said anything else about it. So, anyway, August 9th, Artemis Fowl. Uh, November 22nd, Frozen 2. Uh, December 20th, Star Wars Episode 9. That's just Disney. Jesus. That's not doesn't include the new Fox movies. Corporate overlords is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, we and got you know Top what? Gun Two I, also coming out in the summer. I, I'm going to spend so much money at the theater. Like I'm not. Even, I can't even deny that I'm going to be in the theater like all summer. Actually, no, all 2019. Oh, I'm going to get a, a movie subscription pass thing. That's not movie pass because I, I have to, or else I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars. I'm going to try Cinemia in December, since there are three movies I want to see. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. It's like Movie Pass, but, like, not crap yet. So I'll write it out until they say I can only see the indie movies. Then I'll... I'll find something else. All right. Anything else? I think we're good. Oh, we're good. I started She-Ra. How is that? I hear a lot of people <laughs> like that. Uh, it's good. Yeah. it's um, I'm four episodes in. It has the same annoying thing as Voltron where they do like the transformation um, animation that, that starts last like 75 seconds and <laughs> you're just sitting there watching it like can we please get like the the quick version of this <laughs> every single up ep- but they only do it once an episode looking at you Voltron. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good check it out it's fun um yeah that's my last thing i have Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything. I'm pretty low on content this week. Yeah, same. I'm ready for Riverdale to come back. Me too for once. (laughs) 
Alright, well let's get out of here. So if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurocom slash nevermatevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermatepod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30-day trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music, and we'll see you all the way next week. Yeah, only one episode this week. See you next week. Deuces. Bye. Bye.